Hello and welcome to this edition of the IUMI podcast. I'm Mike Elson. Uh, today we're talking about the upcoming IUMI annual conference, which this year takes place in Edinburgh, starting later this month on Sunday the 17th of September. And today we're taking a sneak preview at what we can expect from the event. And to do that, I'm delighted to be joined by the two conference hosts. That's Neil Roberts, who is Head of Marine and Aviation at Lloyd's Market Association, and Dave Matcham, who is the Chief Executive of the International Underwriting Association. And from Ayumi, we are also joined by our Secretary General, who you will all know as Lars Langer. So, gentlemen, welcome to you all, and thanks very much for joining me. Dave, let me start with you, if I may. Um, So the conference has been held in the UK a number of times, the last time being back in uh, 2013 in London. And 10 years later, we're back in the UK, but for the first time in Scotland. So why did you settle on Edinburgh as the host city this year? Uh, Yes, Mike. Uh, Good morning, everyone. um, It was a bit of a gamble, to be honest with you, at first. Uh, we, We knew that... Uh, Yumi had been to Edinburgh before, back in 1979. Um, and London is always a very popular venue for the conference. But we thought it was time to have a change for the UK's 10th. Uh, uh, we get to host a conference every 10 years. So we thought, let's try Edinburgh for a change. And we looked into Edinburgh. And of course, it's got considerable maritime links anyway, through shipbuilding, It currently is the home of the Royal Yacht Britannia, and it's got connections to many other famous vessels, many of which were insured by by, um, international marine underwriters over time. But also, it has a lot to offer for anyone visiting it. It's got culture, history, lots of other exciting things to do. It's a very vibrant and compact city. Uh, And in fact... um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that back in 2022, it was voted the number one city in the world by the Time Out magazine, where 53 cities were surveyed by 200,000 people who visited them. So we think we've made a really, really good choice of Edinburgh. Um, And we know lots of people are looking forward to going, many for the first time to this great city, and uh, looking at the... Um, registrations we've had I think we I think we're going to be have a, have a great time up there so it sounds like an excellent choice to host the conference in the world's number one city um, so Neil I mean you're hosting the uh, the, the conferences Lloyd's Market Association along with uh, Dave as the International Underwriting Association I mean clearly there must be a lot of work involved in staging an event of this stature. Can you just give us a flavour of what's involved and how the two associations have worked so hard together to achieve the conference? Sure, yeah, it is certainly a very big event and it takes a lot of effort to ensure it runs smoothly. Um, it helps that we're, we're friends behind the scenes and uh, although we do have very demanding day jobs so we've relied pretty heavily on our conference organisers, TFI under Caroline Windsor um, it's necessary, to, obviously, to contract a wide range of people because the key to making a conference a success, uh, certainly from the financial point of view, is to secure enough sponsorship because if we try to charge out the cost through tickets, that would be unviable and people simply wouldn't go. So you have to check accessibility, accommodation and mechanics. Um, and we were planning with the anxiety around COVID lockdown still in mind. And in fact, there are variants talked about now. 
we had to bear in mind whether Scotland might become independent, which is a bit of a left fielder, and we had to check our cancellation clauses pretty carefully. There's a lot of small details behind the big picture, and they're all important, although sometimes they don't feel important when they come in, when people are talking about sock sizes and uh, whether or not they, they can have access on a given day. But, you know, it's the sort of thing you get when running a big, big event. You just have to run with it. There's always going to be last-minute requirements to food, uh, speakers not confirming, speakers not available at the last minute. We've got one at the moment as we speak. He's on, he's on a plane now thinking about whether he's going to turn up. So to some extent, it's, it's, it's go with the flow. And we've, we've got the main picture in mind and we rely on each other to, to, to make the best of things because overall it's a great location. As Davis said, it's going to be a really fine conference with a lot of good people and we're all looking forward to it. Sorry, Dave, you wanted to come in. I was going to say, Mike, also, we were very conscious of the fact that this is the second in-person conference after the pandemic. And Chicago last year was a huge success. There was clearly a great demand to get together, people to be together, networking, the Yumi family, as Lars likes to call it. Um, So, you know, we we have relied extensively on the conference organising team. I mean, they are just brilliant. And they've been able to bring in experts when it comes to sponsorship or it comes to exhibition space or it comes to uh, registration and the financials. There's a big team behind us. And whilst we as an organising committee are small but perfectly formed, as in Neil and I, um, we have tremendous resources behind us, which which any future conference uh, organisation and host will really need to have. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of work falls on your shoulders and on Neil's shoulders. And of course, also um, on, uh, on on Lars and on Ayumi. Um, I mean, Ayumi tends to coordinate the programme um, each year. So Lars, let's bring you in at this point and just tell us about uh, this year's common theme uh, for the conference and, and why it was chosen. Good day to everyone out there. Uh, we used to have these common themes for decades already, and we do think it, it still works. It helps us to focus And actually, we start very, very early in coming up with a theme, and it's a good example for Ayumi teamwork. So usually I would send out already prior to Christmas a mail to our senior officers, what are the topics which are most important currently? So where's something where Ayumi could help the industry to focus? Uh, We collect the input, then consider this in our winter meeting in February, where we take a a final decision and then run this uh, in the in the preparation of the conference so what we came up with this year is strength and stability in turbulent seas uh, so why did we choose uh, choose that uh, first of all that is very important we always try to get uh, something positive uh, that we get a positive message out there it's always easy to complain we want to see us in a you if you like problem solver way rather. It is pretty wide, as always. That is good. Uh, As you know, we have many, many workshops and presentations, and somehow everything shall fit in this common theme, strength and stability and turbulence. And this is why we are a bit wider. 
And maybe most importantly, what we want to achieve is uh, that we position ourselves as an industry, as marine insurers in this kind, I mentioned this already, of problem-solving role. So it's not only about insurance, it's about expertise, it's about experience, it's about competence. So we are the partner for our for our clients, the insured, and help them solving uh, the challenges out there. Let me give you three recent examples we come back to that when we talk about when we talk about the program in a second uh, so the ukraine war uh, and and the geopolitical tensions very clearly this was something in the 12 last month which kept us very busy neil could talk for hours about that if not for days uh, and this is where we very strongly i i guess I'm, I'm not entitled to say where we were really really able to help our clients and to help shipping industry in finding solutions and also politics in finding solutions the second one is we talk very much currently about electric vehicles car carriers uh, vessel safety and this is something where we provide not only insurance coverage but also guidance on risk mitigation on risk assessment and also political support it's international maritime organization with the eu and so on so that is our strengths and in these turbulent seas. Uh, cyber could be another one where we are very active in, 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 in preparing a regulatory landscape. And this is what we wanted to capture with this topic. And then finally, it's up to the workshops to fill this with life. And do you want to just, just move on and talk a little bit about the workshops and the, the speakers and just give us a flavor of what we can expect? Yeah, thank you, Mike. So as always, it's a large basket. It's a three-day conference. We have 10 workshops as every year. It is 50 plus uh, presentations, which cover hopefully nearly all the topics which kept us busy the last 12 months. Uh, if I shall pick out some, I would have six points here on my preparation sheet. First of all, uh, as every year, the statistics. So on Monday, we'll hear from June Lin and Astrid Zeltmann from our Facts and Figures Committee, the most recent numbers for 2022. How have we developed in these turbulent seas? Again, inflation, geopolitical tensions, post-pandemic. So what does this mean for our business? This is to come on Monday morning. A very topical recent one is, I mentioned this already as well, is on new technologies, electric vehicles, lithium-ion batteries. Uh, as some of you may know, Ayumi very recently last week published a position paper on that and a press release, and we'll see many presentations on that also during the conference program for example in the cargo committee on monday afternoon or in the loss prevention committee on wednesday morning so my third one that that is a bit of a choice but i find this personally very interesting again new technologies in our is in our offshore and energy committee where we will focus very much this time if not to say again uh, on new energy concepts and particularly on floating wind concepts this year. So there is a clear change, which you don't see in the numbers yet, but there is a clear change from the traditional uh, uh, upstream business to uh, newly, newly arising uh, concepts with offshore wind farms with floating wind concepts. We have seen recent examples uh, off the coast of Norway, and this is something where we consider, so what does this mean for us as an insurance industry? How do we get hold of that? So that is another one. My fourth one, also already mentioned, is very clearly 
on the Ukraine and on the war in the Ukraine. Uh, the Policy Forum will focus on that. Neil Roberts will play an important role. He's a host for this panel uh, in the in the uh, in the Policy Forum. Uh, and this is something where we, as I said already, found some solution. Also had a very close interaction with polit political stakeholders last 12 months, but this is not done yet. That is, there is still something to come. And this is something where we as Ayumi certainly can provide some guidance. So my fifth is on unmanned vessels. We have in the Legal and Liability Committee a priority on that this year, which will be very interesting, very close to my heart since Hendrike and I also work very closely on that at the IMO where we have this new regulatory uh, approach on so-called Mars Maritime autonomous surface ships. So, and last but not least, my sixth priority I want to pick up uh, is, and that doesn't come by surprise, again, on decarbonization and green shipping. This is something where we endeavor to be very active as an industry and, and give our clients a very good support. Uh, we'll have a panel in the loss prevention committee, for example, on decarbonization, focusing on the human element and we have our president's workshop this year focused on that, which we call green shipping technologies of the future uh, for the way to decarbonization, where we have regulators, ship owners, uh, class charterers and data analysts invited to hopefully get a very hands-on and tangible output for our attendees in Edinburgh. As you have seen, a lot in the basket. I could talk for hours about that. So definitely worth attending in Edinburgh and get a lot of input for your daily work. Thanks, Lars. So strength and stability in turbulent seas sounds as though it's going to encompass a wide variety of topics and speakers. So a lot of choice for our delegates. Uh, Dave, let me come to you. I mean, you've you've seen the uh, the agenda and you've you've looked through the list of speakers. I and mean, what do you think are going to be your highlights up in Edinburgh? I think the. Um... <clears throat> The series of presentations and workshops are of the high quality that you would expect. A lot of work goes into them through the technical committees to put these programs together. Um, the, the industry as a whole, not just marine, but the industry as a whole, is arguably facing macro issues that all begin with C. It's climate, it's cyber, it's conflict, it's culture, um, and and. This this comes through in this marine program you know, from a climate perspective, the focus on offshore wind farms and a net zero transition within the energy workshop, very significant for Scotland while we're up there, by the way. Um, supply chain as a result of the Ukraine conflict. There'd be an interesting panel there on, on views from reinsurers because they're, they're, you know, they're often, they can be very influential in the way um, portfolios and risks develop and risk mitigation itself uh, and then um, I'm always interested in hearing my good friend Neil speak he's he's a, a renowned expert on on matters of war insurance and there are many and varied issues that will be covered in that section with on sanctions and dark fleets etc so that will be very interesting. I think that's a policy forum um, session, that one. Well, let's, let's bring in the renowned expert. Um, Neil, um, what, what about you? What would be your highlights uh, up in Edinburgh? Uh, well, it's, it's difficult to say, to be honest. I mean, there's something for everyone in the programme. It's designed that way. But uh, obviously, Penhado opening up, up with a, a 
you know, an Arctic explorer of, of, of great renown has been to the pole numerous times, um, sometimes without our icebreakers. And I'm sure he will be memorable. He's a motivational speaker anyway. And I think he will be inspirational. Facts and figures, as Lars says, were always important. I think, as Dave mentioned, the cargo session on the supply chain looks interesting. Um, it involves all of us. Um, personal favorite is usually the energy Q&A. That's always uh, goes into detail that other other sessions don't sometimes get to but with a sense of humor which is always um i think that's refreshing clearly the debate on alternative fuels and decarbonization is is a theme throughout but um i'd like I'd want, i'm looking forward to michelle bachman's session on the dark fleet um and as has been mentioned there will be an excellent outline of illegal fishing in the iffy session because uh, i'm the speaker Sure, sure. So a lot to look forward to. Um, I'm just staying with you um, for a minute, Neil. Um, I mean, there's always a lot of debate, isn't there, in the margins of the conference where delegates have got a chance to network and catch up with colleagues they might only see once a year at the IUMI conference. What do you think are going to be the hot topics for underwriters to discuss this year? Uh, My money would be on what are the reinsurers up to, particularly having pulled out last year from some areas uh, to some surprise. there will certainly be chatter about cyber. There has to be because the regulator has decreed it's of interest, despite being unable to define what it is. Um, there's the increasing pressure of sanctions that everyone feels, uh, trying to keep up with events. Then there's a changing emphasis on sustainability after the US legal challenge effectively moved the goalpost for everyone who is trying to make progress in the world, which is gradually but literally disappearing under rising water levels caused by ice melts as a result of increasing temperatures. This isn't really an area where insurers are the key. Although we have a role and have been deliberately inserted in the mix, it must be at national policy level where energy supply and demand is regulated. And there's so far quite mixed progress, but it is our role to support trade. So we'll be continuing to do that. Yeah, yeah, a lot to discuss and a lot to cover during the conference. But, you know, it's not all uh, work and no play, is it, Dave? Um, I mean, the conference is also well known for its social programme. So um, what's Edinburgh going to be offering on the social scene for our delegates this year? Yes, you are right, Mike. Uh, There's plenty on offer after working hours, I hasten to add. Um, uh, I mean, first of all, there will be just a hubbub of excitement on Sunday as people gather and, and you know, as Neil says, many haven't seen each other for a year since Chicago, if they were able to get to Chicago. Um, you know, we think Edinburgh was probably a little bit more easy, easier to get to for more people this year. So hopefully uh, what we can see from the numbers, we, we, that's probably a fact. But, you know, you can, you'll get that hubbub, first of all. We, we, we have our, our grand opening reception at Edinburgh Castle which, if you know Edinburgh's geography, is at the top of the Royal Mile. Uh, it, it was built in the 11th century under the reign at the time of King David I. And what a great name for a king that is, by the way. Um, but uh, it's, it's stood there proudly, over, overlooking Edinburgh's uh, geography for all that time. And we have, uh, we have it's entirely available to the Yumi to the delegates for that evening. Um, we are obviously very keen on it being a dry evening as well. It's um, uh, it, it's uh, it, it's a castle when all said and done. 
but there's plenty of coverage area as well. And then um, the the final evening is going to be our the, the gala dinner, so to speak. It often gets christened uh, after the country, the host country. So last year we had the American evening. So this year we've got the Scottish evening. That's what I think you can call it. And um, delegates can expect many traditional Scottish food and drink available on the evening. Uh, and Scottish music will be available too for those who want to have a little jig. Um, uh, there may even be some traditional traditional dress on display as well, but uh, uh, that's that's to be seen on the night. But basically, the museum again, we have substantial amounts of it available to delegates to look around. Um, there's there's a mixture of old and new within there. There's even a little the, the current exhibition at the moment is on little black dresses, which uh, might be of interest. So two great nights in store for all delegates. Um, the secretaries, um, this elite band of association representatives, have their own private dinner on the Monday night to the modest location of the Royal Yacht Britannia. So um, they're looking forward to that as well, I'm sure. But overall, you know, you've only got to step outside of the hotel or the exhibition centre and walk a very short distance and you'll find plenty of things to attract and encourage you to have a drink, have some food, network generally in what we expect to be fine Scottish weather. So Royal Yacht Britannia, Edinburgh Castle, what could be better? Um, Dave, you alluded um, to the uh, to, to the numbers attending. And, and Lars, I guess now that registration has closed, you've got a good idea of um, who will be attending in terms of, um, in terms of delegates. So um, how have we fared this year for Edinburgh? Yes, we have. And, and to be honest, uh, Mike, after the pandemic, particularly last year in Chicago, we had absolutely no idea how the take up would be after the pandemic. We know travel budgets go down. Uh, sustainability is a big issue in the companies for traveling and deciding where to travel to and where not to travel to. And however, I'm very, very happy to say we have an overwhelming success again, which is very much thanks to the efforts of King David, of Neil, and of TFI. Uh, and we have more than 650 registrations, which is great for us. So this is like prior to the pandemic. And it is not only locals from the UK, by far not. It is all over the place. So we are truly international again. It's 35 plus nations. And what we are particularly happy about is, and that was still a bit of a struggle last year in Chicago, is that Asia is back in the place. So Asia is again able to travel and we see also Chinese attendees again. And that is very important for the event because you really meet the peers from all businesses over the world. You can exchange directly with your colleagues from Asia, from the Americas, Africa, Europe, Oceania, and, and you will recognize they have exactly the same challenges and and opportunities as you have and that as as we have seen very helpful so it's very international and what i'm also very happy to to report about is we have a very good press show up again this year which is thanks to you mike of course so we have about a dozen journalists directly in edinburgh this year and that will also provide a bit of a flavor so watch the news we'll be out there in two weeks time 
650 attendees. That's uh, that really is excellent. And so, I mean, that sort of brings us to the end of our chat. But there's just time for any final comments uh, you might like to make. Uh, Dave, let me come to you first. Anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? Um, well, it's been another great experience, to be honest with you. You know, being the host. Obviously, we've got the actual conference to, to get through yet, but preparing for it and working together with a good team has been really enjoyable. I mean, I've been fortunate, I think that's the right word, to have been on the organising committee for three UMEs now, uh, to 2000, 2013 and, and 2023. I can't promise to be on 2033s, uh, that's for sure. Um, but it's been, you know, it, it is... It, it, it's heartening, really, and, and it's we're really. I'm just really pleased that we've been able to come out of the pandemic so successfully. It was it was so disappointing not to be able to go to Sweden and South Korea during the pandemic because there was a real momentum about the conference before the pandemic, and so we've got that back now over the course of one to two years. Uh, and I generally think um, as people arrive next week, late next week, we have the committee meetings at the weekend before the conference. It's going to be a great time, um, and uh, the numbers speak for themselves. The, the range of delegates from every country you, you'll see. Um, so, I think you're in for a good conference, Lars. <laughs> That's great, Neil. Anything you'd like to add to that? Well, I, I would say anyone who's been involved with IME in the past few years would say it's come a long way since early 2000s, and it really is a must-attend event for mariners. One thing I've learned that uh, it is a very packed program. Once it starts, that's that's your time gone. So do try and factor in a day before or after to take in the locality because it has been chosen with some care. So it, it's worth seeing if you if you make some time. Yeah, important point I think. And last last word to you. Yeah. So it was great teamwork again. It's it's a hell amount of work as as everybody might imagine, uh, but it's always also great fun and, and I'm sure Dave and Neil and all the team Edinburgh will experience this as well as every year once the conference will be over on Wednesday evening. You're relieved to a degree but, but it's also a bit sad because the event is somehow gone. It's history. So I really look forward to that and, and would like to thank all who were involved in the UK uh, for their extremely successful preparation. Hey Lars, it may just be worth mentioning you know, when we hand that flag over Wednesday afternoon, we're handing it to Germany, <laughs> who will begin their preparations for the big 150th anniversary of your association. So um, this, we're just teeing it up for next year, really. That is true, Dave. Ayumi is a very grown-up lady in the in the meantime, becoming 150 next year, and we all hope to be invited to her birthday party in Berlin. <laughs> it's a very positive note to end on, which is great. So, gentlemen, you've given an excellent preview of what to expect in Edinburgh in a couple of couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much. I mean, from what you've said, the conference is looking to be a fantastic event, which of course is very much down to your hard work and, of course, the hard work of the numerous um, Ayumi um, committees. Um, delegates are, I'm sure, very much looking forward to it. So on that note, let me say again, thanks very much to Neil, to Dave and to Lars. And for those attending the conference, safe travels to Edinburgh. And I really hope you enjoy the event. So that's all from today's podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Do join us again next time and goodbye.